How's your backpack feeling? Ton of bricks. Mine feels like two tons. Oh. Yesterday my feet hurt pretty bad. Yeah. It's funny because yesterday my pack was only half ton of bricks. Today it's a full ton. Do you think it'll be two tomorrow? I hope not. Will mine be four tomorrow? That can't be. <laughs> This is my mom and I walking a pilgrimage in the summer of 2022. Our pilgrimage brought us somewhere you wouldn't expect, coastal Scotland. My mom and I spent months charting our route, booking hotels, and mentally preparing. We planned a journey that would start in Edinburgh and take us to St. Andrew's Cathedral on the east coast of Scotland. A pilgrimage can be many things, a route, a sacred journey, a devotional practice. Pilgrimage means wildly different things depending on who you ask. It is very much sensory, the sounds we hear, the smells that we smell, what we see. You don't know what's going to happen along the way. All sorts of things can happen. It's not just that you're going to this place. You leave everything behind. Those were three experts on pilgrimage. When you think of pilgrimage, you probably think of Mecca or Rome. Or maybe you think of the shepherd boy and the alchemist. But first, let's rewind a bit and go back to the very roots of this ancient practice. Here's Dr. Warfield, a researcher studying the intersection of pilgrimage and well-being at Antioch University. Pilgrimages are the oldest form of travel. People traveling to make a sacrifice, to make a petition, to ensure a bountiful harvest for the next year, these are pilgrimages. This isn't my first pilgrimage. I walked one of the most famous pilgrimage routes, El Camino de Santiago, a few years back with a big group of friends and family. And during my senior year of high school, I went on a different kind of journey. I took a bus trip with a dozen classmates to visit the home of the king, Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. That last trip wasn't my idea, but I did have a great time. Dr. Warfield tells me that both of these journeys count as pilgrimages. In the past 25 to 30 years, we look at pilgrimage as a journey that is imbued with meaning for the individual, a quest for some type of answers. The pilgrimages I took in high school were all about discovering exciting new places with my closest friends. But this time feels different. It'll just be me and my mom. Washington, D.C. to Edinburgh. I think we're going to Scotland because we wanted to do another journey, another pilgrimage. And there were only so many in the world, right? And then we just kind of narrowed it down and we ended up with Scotland. My mom sits across from me at a cafe table in Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. We watch people rushing through the airport to catch their flights, wrangling children, or talking into wireless headphones. My mom gets up when she finishes her tea, and we begin to walk through the airport. My earliest memories of my mom are of her walking. When I was little, she would walk around the soccer field while I was at practice. Sometimes the other moms would join her, but usually I would see her by herself, walking in the distance. My mom and I walked at 7 p.m. every night while I was in middle school. Sometimes my brothers and my dad would join us, and together we'd walk around the neighborhood up and down the familiar hills. As I got older and busier with school, walking with my mom became a summer activity. She'd stand outside my closed door on lazy summer days and say, kid, are you ready? 
I would groan dramatically when I got up, but I was always happy to join her. I could talk to my mom about anything when we walked. My mom said yes immediately when I asked her to go on a pilgrimage with me. For the first time, I asked her why. There's something freeing about just setting off into the sunset, walking somewhere, taking your time and thinking about life. I mean, makes sense that it would be universal. When I was reading The Art of Pilgrimage, one thing they talked about was how the outer journey you go on corresponds to the inner journey. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, you're right about the spiritual thing. (laughs) You're like, that's not interesting to me. I'm here to hike. I do feel like, you know, you commune with nature while you're doing it. There's something very peaceful and freeing. And yeah, walking is a part of life. Why wouldn't you want to do more of that? My mom always says that if you don't have any expectations, you'll never be disappointed. It hits me while I sit on my tiny plane seat on a flight to this brand new country that I didn't spend any time at all thinking about what it would feel like to be in Scotland. I hadn't even Google searched a photo. All I know about Scotland really is that they have bagpipes and that one Kim Possible villain is from there. Edinburgh to South Queens Ferry. My mom and I walk on trails that are maybe a few feet from white sandy beaches. The ocean is constantly on our right as we walk up the coast. Sometimes we crunch over grass and other times we trek through sand dunes. The water is clear and stretches out as far as I can see. The clouds in the sky are unreal. I feel like I'm walking through someone's phone lock screen. My mom and I are the only people for miles. I stop and stare at the sky. My mom keeps marching on. I catch up with her eventually. Mom, when was the last time that we just spent time together, just the two of us? When did you come home last? Oh, yeah, at the beginning of the summer, two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we probably went on a walk in the neighborhood or something or, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Does this feel any different than that? Um, Yes, because we're in a new country. It does feel different. Well, we're navigating in unfamiliar waters. Where are we getting dinner tonight? And how are we getting dinner? Are we going together or am I going to go get something? Time feels different when you're on a pilgrimage. I'm not checking my phone every hour, so I feel more attuned to the world around me. The growl of my stomach The crash of waves, the chatter of birds. I feel like I'm interacting with the world in a completely new way. Dr. Ian Reeder, a retired professor of Japanese and religious studies from the University of Manchester, always says that pilgrimage is like being in a different world. There is a kind of fluidity to it, which is very different from your everyday life. Through that, people often develop a sense of renewal, of finding themselves again in a new way. South Queensferry to Rosyth. The app that my mom downloaded so that we wouldn't get lost out here in coastal Scotland is unreliable. So we're only certain of where we are when we see city limits signs. My mom takes care of the logistics, so I don't mind. The names of the Scottish towns blend together in my head. My mom and I make a game out of trying to pronounce them. We only learn if we get them right when we meet the few locals on the trail. 
Sometimes my mom and I walk together. Other times we naturally drift apart. We'll share a look and know it's time to take a water break or grab a snack. We fall into a new routine. I don't really feel like I'm a pilgrim or on a pilgrimage. I feel that it's more rugged individualism. You know, I'm doing this on my own. Very few people apparently rock the, walk the whole thing, but I guess I feel like I'm kind of more of a, what would the word be? Lone wolf? Adventurer? Adventurer? I don't know, maverick? I don't know. You yeah. just feel like you're out there on your own more or less. We keep walking by castles and churches, but it does feel like a more secular journey. Yep. It doesn't really seem to have that same religious feel to it. Rosyth to Kinghorn. I stuffed too many belongings in my backpack, and by the third day, it shows. We arrive in the hotel in the afternoon. I throw my backpack off my shoulders. I fall into bed and knock out seconds later. I'm too tired to get under the covers. Kinghorn to Levin. My mom and I naturally find ourselves walking at different paces. Soon, she's a quarter mile or so ahead of me. I spend miles alone, walking with only my own thoughts. I start to wonder, why am I here? I realize that I've been holding on to this really particular idea of what a pilgrimage is. Dr. Amina Darwish, an associate dean in the Office of Religious and Spiritual Life and an advisor for Muslim life at Stanford University, describes it best. And for me, the pilgrimage It's understanding myself as a human being in a sea of humanity. I too feel this longing for community, for other people, for other pilgrims. Why am I doing something alone when I could be with other people? Why walk this far when I could drive? There was this way that I thought the pilgrimage would go and I didn't even realize I thought about this. Like, I expected to see fellow pilgrims. I expected to, I don't know, run into people at the hotel that were also doing the same thing that we were doing. And I don't know, see people in worship. I don't think I really need that. I mean, I'm sorry that you missed that, but why do you even need it? I think as I've been walking, I haven't, it's just really quiet, I guess. I don't know. I like to be around people and I think, I don't know, like, I, don't, I always walk because I'm with you, you know? Like, when we go on our, on our afternoon walks, I like walking because it's with you. Oh, maybe that's the difference because I walk by myself all the time. And this is just like any other walk. Um, a chance to be alone and experience nature and, you know, think about things. I mean, you know I'm not that religious, but I was mm-hmm. hoping to find something spiritual here. I'm not sure yeah. I did, but I got to be here with you. Isn't there something spiritual in that, too? I see what you're saying about the fellowship and the feeling something larger than yourself being in play. Um, I get that, but I guess my answer to that would be, that's not this. This is totally and completely different, I think. A pilgrimage is what you make of it, and I think you gotta let that go. Levin to Kilconquer. 
My mom and I walk in silence for a few miles. I slowly begin to realize why I feel a bit disappointed with this pilgrimage. I'm longing for my time on El Camino de Santiago, the very beginning of my interest in pilgrimage. It's 2018, I'm a junior in high school. I'm pent up on caffeine, pulling regular all-nighters, spending all my time either studying or taking night drives. One of my closest friends pulls me aside as we walk to class one day and asks me to go on a pilgrimage in Spain. I don't know what a pilgrimage is, and I don't really learn till I'm on the trail, but I go with my friend, with her family, with my family. My parents strap me into this massive backpack that carries all my belongings for the next two weeks. And I walk. Sure, there is celebration in the albergues after a long day of walking. And one day the teenage boys in my group decide to belt Oklahoma, as in the musical, for all our fellow pilgrims to hear. But mostly, it's quiet. It's just me walking near friends and family, sometimes ahead of them, sometimes behind. Around me are my fellow pilgrims that come from Brazil, from France, from South Africa, from all around the world. I'm one small part in this beating heart of humanity. On the plane back to normal life, I know I have to do another pilgrimage. From that moment, I'm hooked. He'll conquer to Crail. I realize on the second to last day of our journey that I don't like hiking. But I learned to never complain from years of watching my mom, so I never mentioned my revelation to her. Mom's backpack has slowed her down enough that we spend most of today's journey side by side. We pass the time by engaging in our second favorite activity, gossip. I tell her about my summer roommate drama, she tells me about her office politics. If I close my eyes, I can imagine that my mom and I are just taking another walk through our neighborhood. Crail to St. Andrews. We learn that the trail is too slippery because of last night's rain. So we leave the coast behind and walk our last 13 miles on the side of the road. Cars whistle by us. I look at them wistfully. I ask my mom how many miles we have left every 10 minutes. St. Andrews looks like a bizarre mix of old and new, ancient and modern. Stretches of sandy coastline lead to a city dotted with red-roofed buildings and dark castle spires. My mom and I pick up speed. Our hotel might be the most beautiful sight we've seen on the trail so far. I shift from foot to foot while my mom checks us in. I practically crawl up the narrow stairs to our room. My legs give out and I collapse in front of our room on the third floor. My mom settles on the floor next to me. Okay, you gotta get, open the door. I thought you were gonna do it. <laughs> you gotta get up first, though. I'm not getting up first. You gotta get up. I'll just crawl over you. <laughs> Why does he have two flights of stairs? I thought getting to the hotel was all we need to do. We're 13. number one. 13.2 miles. No. And then, what? Two flights of stairs. Oh my god, the two flights are gonna do us in. Give me the key. The Holy City. My mom and I stare at St. Andrew's Cathedral for maybe 30 seconds the next day. I feel like I should maybe say a prayer, but neither of us are Catholic, so we just kind of stand there. 
together. I realize how grateful I am to have walked this trip with my mom. I feel like now that I'm in college, I'm not home as often and it's not as regular when I'll be home with like internships yeah. and, and yeah. making time to see friends and I don't know. All You're the making me cry. No, <laughs> I don't mean to. I just, I, I don't get to see you as much as I used to. I'm so glad we're getting to spend time together. And I feel really lucky to have a daughter like you. I don't know. It's just the two of us and we're enjoying each other. I feel really lucky. My mom and I covered 86 miles over six days. I definitely feel like I've accomplished something challenging, but have I really walked a pilgrimage? Okay, I know that I shouldn't be stuck on this idea, I just had this wonderful experience with my mom, but I guess I'm trying to understand what pilgrimage means to me. I reach out to an expert and friend to help me figure it out. Hajj is the, the major pilgrimage, and I've been twice in my life, once when I was 13 and once when I was in my 30s. I speak with Dr. Darwish, who you heard from earlier in the story. It's open air. The birds are flying around. You're not allowed to harm. You're not allowed to uproot a tree in Mecca. And I feel connected throughout time in human history of like, Adam and Eve built this. Prophet Abraham and Hagar were here. I'm walking in her footsteps. I really appreciated and loved this energy of like, people from all around the world face their prayers towards Mecca and you're standing in that space. And you're standing in that space, but you're part of this spiritual wave and you're just standing in front of it. You're standing at the center of it. There's like a palpable energy there that I don't really know how to explain. There is something incredibly beautiful about the experience Amina describes. It's also unlike any pilgrimage I've ever been on. Even on El Camino, I never got close to that feeling of spiritual connectedness. And I certainly hadn't felt like I was part of a spiritual wave in rugged coastal Scotland. The idea of experiencing this depth of spiritual connection is exciting to me, but it doesn't quite explain why I keep coming back to pilgrimage. My wife and I walked the Shikoku pilgrimage, which is a 900 mile circuit of the island of Shikoku, taking in 88 temples. This is Dr. Ian Reeder again. He's the next expert I call to try to understand this pilgrimage experience. Pilgrims I talk to in Shikoku in Japan, they're going into a different world where they, they see things operating in a different way. They're not bound by their normal social activities so people feel a sense of freedom. This explanation of pilgrimage feels closer to my past experiences. Each morning of our pilgrimage, mom would tell me our next destination. That's it. We had a rough outline of our day, and then the rest would be up for grabs. There's something freeing about just letting a day unfold, about walking at your own pace, stopping for as long of a lunch as you want, and letting the day consume you. I feel closer to figuring out why I care about pilgrimage than I've ever been. I check back in with Dr. Warfield and ask for her thoughts about the space pilgrimage gives us to just be alive. This idea of 
off the beaten path sort of conjures up the imagery of something that is being forged by a pilgrim moving ahead and also is this contrast to something that is very ordinary and mundane and routine this idea of slowing down and being present is something that came out of the pandemic people were already starting to think about these ideas before but i think this was like this global stop we all paused and realized that we were way too busy People are wanting to go back to this earlier time, which wasn't necessarily better, but we want to return to something almost like a return to this Garden of Eden. Oklahoma City. My mom and I closed the door of my childhood home, and we began to walk on the hard pavement of our neighborhood. Our Scotland trip has ended. Tomorrow, I'll board my flight back to college and my mom will drive the same route to work that she's taken for the past 20 years. I still have so many questions about our pilgrimage. Did I enjoy it? What did I like about it? Do I really dislike hiking? But I only have a few hours left with my mom, so instead I ask her questions I wish I had thought of during our trip together. Mom never volunteers any information about herself, so I sort of grill her, interview style. And as we walk, my mom talks about growing up, about college, about meeting my dad. When I ask her about it, she simply describes her childhood as chaotic. Mom grew up with three mother figures. She lived in every New York City borough except one. She changed schools seven times from elementary school to high school. Twice she moved schools in the middle of the school year. For the first time, I understand why my mom has always been so calm and grounded. My mom has learned to be happy with what she has. She always had a new regimen to follow growing up, so she developed this amazing ability to find contentment in any situation. And it's there, in my old neighborhood with my mom, that I realize what pilgrimage means to me. I think I expected my pilgrimage this summer to be this big spiritual experience. And when it wasn't, I looked to experts to try to understand why I felt so let down. But talking with my mom today allowed me to understand that pilgrimage is less about a specific definition or a specific set of experiences, and more about opening ourselves up to finding happiness in each step. On a typical day at home in the States, I'm constantly busy. I'm texting, checking items off my list, racing around. This pilgrimage distilled my everyday experience down to four things. My backpack, the rugged landscape, the walking, and my mom. And because everything else was so simple, I had to be present in myself and in my experience in a way that I rarely am. I think pilgrimage might invite us all to be a bit more like my mom. It calls on us to slow down, release our expectations, and confront uncertainty. Sure, each morning we'll rise out of bed and know where we'll be at day's end. But the entire middle of our journey, what really happens, that all unfolds as we walk. I didn't really have any expectations. You know, I had no idea what it was going to be like other than walking from place to place. But beyond that, I, I didn't have any expectations. I don't know. I, I feel like 
any place I go where I'm with you is a good place to be. Thank you so much for going on this trip with me. I don't think we really get to do things just the two of us very often. No, it's true. Other than walks around the neighborhood. Right. And this was basically just a big walk around the neighborhood. Someone else's (laughs) neighborhood. (laughs) Hey, a quite lovely neighborhood at that. I'd like to thank the experts featured on this podcast today. Freesound.org and Blue Dot Sessions for the music, the Stanford Storytelling Project for their guidance and mentorship. And most of all, I'd like to thank my mom, who didn't know she was going to be a main character in this story. I'll see you on our next pilgrimage.